1: Today's Superman fights to clear the names of two boys who have been enmeshed in a web of intolerance, spun by the hate-mongering knights of the White Carnation.
0: Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCulloch. Say, uh, wouldn't you be excited if uh, sometime when you're reading the funny papers, Chief Brandon or uh, the Little Moose or Superman would speak to you? (laughs) Of course, that can't really happen, but you almost feel as if it could when you look over your collection of comic buttons in that new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Because these pictures of your favorite comic strip characters are really true to life. Every single one of these 18 different buttons is straight from the funny papers. And it's printed up in bright comic strip colors, too, on white enameled metal buttons that look mighty keen on your jacket or your dresser cap. So how's about reminding Mom to get you some more of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep? Because that's the only way you can get these nifty comic buttons. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box top, And you can't buy them anywhere. But you get a comic button every time you open a new package of pet. And say, that's really a thrill. And you get another thrill when you spoon into your morning dish of pep, believe me, because that catchy golden toasted sunshine flavor is something super delicious. Something that make you want to eat lots. So hop to it, gang. Ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P. The Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman. Sensational events have taken place in the last 48 hours Since a group of hate mongers called the Knights of the White Carnation Resolved to remove four players from the Metropolis High School basketball team Because the boys are of foreign ancestry First a prominent citizen named Charles Canfield Who was about to expose the intolerant Knights Was murdered Then two of the high school basketball players Casimir Pulaski and Tony Rizzuti Were ambushed before a championship game and savagely beaten then, following the game, which Metropolis lost, Velasquez and Rizzuti were arrested, charged with accepting $50 each to throw the game. As we continue now, Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, is in the office of District Attorney Frank Agnew. Listen. You're making a mistake. It's ridiculous even to assume that two boys like Pulaski and Rizzuti would throw the game. Really? Were you in the Army tonight, Mr. Kent? I mean, to see the game. Yes, I was. Well, I was there, too. It was obvious to everyone that Pulaski and Rizzuti were trying to lose. Oh, nothing of the sort. I had a talk with the boys after their arrest. They told me they'd been ambushed in front of their house this evening by two men and beaten up. Did you know that? I know. Well, it happened a short while before the game, and that's why they played so badly. Well, if that's true, why didn't they report it? Because they were afraid they wouldn't be allowed to play. They knew the team couldn't win without them. Very noble. Oh, now, look, Mr. Ragnew, just because you're the district... I'm sorry up... if I seem to disbelieve, Kent, but I saw those boys in uniform and there wasn't a mark on them. Why, no, there wasn't. They said they'd been beaten only in the solar plexus. Oh, come now, Kent, don't tell me you buy that. Certainly I do. I'm surprised. A smart reporter like you falling for such a trumped-up alibi? Well, I don't think it's trumped up. I believe them. Look, Kent, things like this have happened before. When somebody waves $50 under their noses... Kids forget about their reputations and their duty to their school and teammates and grab at the money. I don't believe that. Well, I can prove it. Get your hat and come along. Where? To the city jail. I've got a little surprise there for you. Let's go. Here we are, Kent. I'd like you to meet Jip Monroe. Jip Monroe? You mean the gambler? That's the one. Now, listen, Chips. What's
2: on your mind, P.A.? I
1: understand you were taken upstairs a few minutes ago to meet two boys.
2: Yeah, that's right. Did
1: you recognize them?
2: Sure. They're Pulaski and Rizzuti, two kids from Metropolis High. Are
1: they the boys you bribe to throw tonight's basketball game? Yeah, they're the ones. Yeah, that, kid. Yes, but... uh, you want to tell me what you paid them? Why not? I give them 50 bucks apiece. I can't believe it. That's all for now, Jim. Let's go, Clark. We'll grab a cab back to City Hall. Well, satisfied now, Kent? No. No, I'm not, Mr. Eggman. Well, you heard, would you? Yes, but I think Chip Monroe was lying. Ridiculous. Why would he deliberately ask for a jail sentence by confessing a crime he didn't commit? That's what bothers me. I mean, why he did confess so readily. Because he knows he's trapped. Mr. Mortimer, chairman of the school board, had some evidence which led us to Monroe, you see.
2: Mr. Mortimer, huh?
1: Uh-huh. You see, I've been working a long time to drive the crooked gamblers out of athletics. And when I got the goods on Chip, I made him realize he'd be smart to cooperate with me. Look, Mr. Agnew, for my money, this whole mess is a frame-up. A frame-up? Yes, I'm convinced those high school boys are being framed. Oh, now, And I intend, intend to find out why. Uh, uh, let me out here, please, driver. Uh, wait, Ken. Let me drop you at your house. Thanks, but I'm not going home. Where are you going? And what's all this about a frame-up? Can't you tell me more? Not now give it all to you on a silver platter when it's cooked and ready. Good night. Let's see, where can I change? Ah, this alley is nice and dark. And, yes, it's deserted. Now, off for these clothes. So, the district attorney got his tip to Jip Monroe for Mr. Mortimer, huh? Well, Mortimer struck me as a pretty sly character if I ever saw one. So I think I'd better check into that. But first, a quick trip as Superman to see Perry White. There we are. All set. Up and away! Ken, what brings you all the way out here at this hour? I'll tell you in a minute, Chief. Mind if I come in and close the door? No, no, of course not. Come on in. Thanks. Now, what is it? Get into your hat and overcoat. We're going back to town. From what for? It's almost one o'clock in the morning. I know, but you've got to bail a couple of boys out of jail. Their families don't have the money. You mean those two basketball players? That's right, Cass Pulaski and Tony Rizzuti. You see, they've been arrested I know, I know. Jim olson has been beating my ear about it on the phone. He thinks they were framed. I'm pretty sure they're being framed. And what's more, I think I know by whom. Yeah? Who? By the same person or persons who murdered Charles Canfield. Canfield? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Remember that newspaper clipping from our paper that was found in Canfield's pocket? Yes, boss a story about the Metropolis High School basketball team. That's right. That... It included a picture of the team. And if you remember on Canfield's clipping, four of the players' names were underlined in red ink. Yes, I remember that. Wait a What's minute. T- wait, wait, listen. Yesterday, Mr. Mortimer, chairman of the school board, accused all four of those boys of being in collusion with gamblers. When I made him admit he didn't have the evidence to back his charges up, he reinstated the boys. I know, I know, but, but I, I should not... After two of the boys are beaten up so that they can't play well, Mortimer directs the DA's office to an unknown gambler who all too readily breaks down and confesses that he bribed the boys to throw the game.
2: Hey, that
1: does sound a little fishy, doesn't it? It sounds plenty fishy, Chief. I think Canfield's story had something to do with what's been happening to the Metropolis High School basketball team and that he was killed to prevent him from telling it oh, to now you. Oh, wait a minute, Kent. Wait a minute. Isn't that jumping to conclusions? Well, maybe, but I believe I'm right. And if I am afraid this business won't stop with the murder of Canfield and the cowardly framing of innocent boys. Mm. Meanwhile, you don't want those two boys to spend the night in jail, do you, Chief? Oh, no, no, of course not. I'll grab your hat and coat. We'll run downtown to bail Tony and Cass out. <laughs> then I'm going to get to the bottom of this. A few minutes later, as Clark Kent and Perry White start back to Metropolis to bail Tony Rizzuti and Casimir Pulaski out of jail, six well-dressed men are gathered around a table in the library of Vincent Kirby's imposing stone townhouse facing the park. In the lapel of each man's coat is a large, white, dewy fresh carnation. And before each man is a galley proof of the first page of a newspaper. As Vincent Kirby clears his throat, the men look up.
2: Hello, Knights of the White Carnation. I've called this special meeting to report the progress we've made thus far in our campaign to clear a metropolis athletics of foreigners. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I show each of you a galley proof of page one of tomorrow's Daily Blade, which, as you know, I control. As you see, the headline and main story have to do with the arrest of two Metropolis high school boys, Tony Rizzuti and Casimir Pulaski, both of whom are charged with accepting money for throwing tonight's basketball game. However, gentlemen, the work of the Knights of the White Carnation in this affair is far from over. As a matter of fact, this is only the beginning. Because our interest not only in driving a few boys off an athletic team, our ultimate goal is to drive every boy and girl of foreign ancestry out of our school. you agree? Yes. Right. Sure. Good. Right. Now, listen to this, gentlemen. I have a surprise plan for which the preparatory work is already done. The foundations are already laid. Tomorrow, we go into real action. And by tomorrow night... Every foreigner in Metropolis will be trembling in his shoes.
1: With cold eyes gleaming and thin cruel lips curled back from his teeth in a beast-like smile, Vincent Kirby, leader of the Intolerant Knights of the White Carnation, voices his mysterious threat against American boys and girls. What is it? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So Stand by!
0: Hey gang, have you got a favorite among those comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pep? Maybe you like Vitamin Flithart best. He's kind of comical with his shaggy white hair and and shaggy fur coat. Or maybe Brenda Starr because she's so pretty. Or maybe Superman himself because he's so doggone handsome in his bright blue jersey and red Superman insignia. Of course, no matter which is your favorite, you'll want to collect all 18 Pep comic buttons in this new series. And you want the fun of trading duplicates with your pals, too. And say, you wouldn't miss the thrill of wearing your Pep comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or your cap. So, how about asking Mom to be sure to get you some Kellogg's Pep? That's the only way you can get these swell comic buttons, you know. You don't send in either money or a box top, but inside every package of Kellogg's Pep you open, there's a nifty new comic button for your collection. And what else do you get from a package of pep? Mighty terrific eating. Why, a bowl of those whole wheat flakes for breakfast gives you a head start on a happy day. And it gives you energy, vitamin B1, and good old sunshine vitamin D. And is this a tasty way to take in all that good nourishment? I mean, pep's terrific. So ask mom to get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
1: As our story continues, it is the next morning... Mark Kent enters Perry White's office in the Daily Planet, where the gray-haired editor who was speaking on the telephone beckons to him.
2: Now, here he is now. Hold
1: the wire. Oh, Kent, somebody wants you on the phone. Oh, thank you, Chief. Say, where's Jim? Do you know? I want to see him. He was called out to Metropolis High School. Seems something happened out there. Oh. Hello, Kent speaking. Oh, yes, Mr. Reed. Why, yes, I suppose I could. What's up? Jim Olson asked you to call me? What's the matter? Wait a minute, Chief. Trouble? Why, what's happening? Well, what is it, Kent? Hold it, Chief, please. It's already started. Well, yes, I can... Hello? Wait a minute, Coach. Oh, he hung up.
2: Well, what's <laughs> happening,
1: Kent? No, 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 wait. Where are you going? The Metropolis High School and fast. See you later, Chief. <laughs> Leaving Perry White's office, Clark Kent hurries out into a deserted storeroom. Quickly strips off his business suit and in a moment is set to leap from a window in his true identity of Superman. Up! Up! And away! Flashing <laughs> through the sky like a red and blue meteor, the Man of Steel heads for Metropolis High School. Where he has just been told, Jimmy Olsen and others are in danger. What has happened at Metropolis High? Has Vincent Kirby, hate leader of the intolerant Knights of the White Carnation, made good his threat to strike again at democracy? We'll know more tomorrow, gang. So don't miss the next exciting, action-packed episode. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Cereal. <laughs> Say, gang, you know the only cereal that goes snap, crackle, and pop when you pour on milk? Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Sure, you've seen those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop in cartoons and on the Rice Krispies package. And you've heard those golden bubbles of oven-popped rice sing out at breakfast time. That means they're crisp. Crisp as crisp can be. So have yourself a bowl full tomorrow morning. Ask Mom for the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
3: Welcome back. I'll admit some skepticism as to whether the plan tried in part four and five with the ambush would uh, actually work or be a guaranteed success, but since I am no sort of medical expert, I'll assume that it's okay for the moment unless somebody with some credentials emails me. I did like uh, the escalation at the end of the episode. Now, I'll admit it wasn't a particularly smart move, but those megalomaniacal types never tend to uh, think things through that well. Before starting your next uh, intolerant campaign, it make more sense to ensure the basketball players are finished off. But nonetheless, it definitely raises the stake for kids at home. It makes the point that this sort of prejudice was more than about just these few fictional basketball players, but would really touch the lives of uh, anyone who had a friend who fell into one of these categories. I thought that was a powerful uh, conclusion. All right, well, now on to some listener comments and feedback, and we have this from am uh, uh And says, The Superman shows are great, and being that I listen to all of Adam's old-time radio podcasts, I have to say that he definitely grows on you. The people who complain about him should probably shut up. Personal attacks on the host are petty and pathetic. Uh, but he does have an issue uh, with the show, that said, how did kids stand the absolutely intrusive advertising by Kellogg's? How can cereal be uh, full of king come on? Uh, and he said, uh, goes on to say, I'm not sure why 1948 advertisers needed 17 per cent to sell their uh, crappy cereal. But the commercials really start to wear you down. I would have just bought pep to shut the idiot up. Normally, I find old-timey advertising clean and interesting, but I just fast forward through these, um, and uh, I I definitely appreciate the concern. I guess the, the one thing to think of is how much commercial advertising you actually put up with on uh, television programs. Uh, today, if you buy a uh, DVD, you find that... Uh, an episode that aired in a one-hour time slot is only 42 minutes, 18 minutes worth of uh, commercials. Certainly not all of them were as aggressive as Kellogg's here. That's a lot of commercials. But yeah, they're a bit much, and there are probably some days when I want to say to the radio, It's just cereal. But I do give them credit that they do tend to mix up their commercials a bit, even though a lot of adjectives and a lot of kids being excited by comic book buttons and cereals. But then again, there is some virtue to that. I mean, if you're a parent these days and you're getting Christmas lists with iPods and high end electronics and really expensive stuff on it, maybe. There's something to be said for the days when kids were excited by the toy in the cereal box. At any rate, thanks so much for the comment and feedback. I do appreciate it, and I'll definitely keep it uh, under consideration as we hear from more listeners. All right, if you have a comment, send it to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes, and pick up your copy of Ultimate Midlife Crisis from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.